Welcome to the Spindrift Podcast with me, Aoife Glass. Each week, I'm joined by a different, brilliant person from the world of cycling. From pro riders to industry insiders, and from community advocates to everyday adventurers. We'll be talking bikes, life, adventure, and everything in between and all around. My guest for this episode is fond of airtime and building jumps, and she's got multiple mind-blowing video edits and film segments that show off her incredible skill and creativity. It's freeride mountain biker Vero Sandra. We'll be chatting about some of the intriguing projects she's got on the go, what it was like to be part of the Red Bull Formation Women's Freeride event in Utah, home of the infamous Red Bull Rampage, how she discovered her love of riding and what it's like to do what she does. We'll also be talking about her work on Vision, the female-led freeride film and the jump line that was named for it. So let's get started. Tell me a bit about how you you first got into cycling like where did it all start for you um I started I I guess I started when I was about 13 um my brother Leo who's like a year younger than me he was into mountain biking um had been doing it for a couple of years um back when I lived in New Zealand though our local bike park was called Woodhill um it wasn't exactly local it was like maybe 40 minutes away but um it had like really good set up for beginners I guess like there was a really there were loads loads of opportunities to sort of like build up from like square one sort of like there'll be a spot where there'll be like loads of different size drops and that kind of thing so it was a really cool cool place to get into it um so I kind of just followed him into it really I saw how much fun he was having and then um I just went out there with him a couple of times and one of his really good friends um sister was my best friend so we went all went out in a little crew and like sort of got into it together I guess um and then it all went from there really and at what point did you like was there a a particular moment where you're like do you know what I think I want to make this my thing this is what I'm going to do this is going to be my career or has it kind of evolved um as time's gone by and you've had opportunities or you've made opportunities for yourself um I've never there's never really been a distinctive point where I've been like this is what I want to do for my job but ever since I started it I've just kind of been hooked on it so I've never really like thought outside of it really like, I've always thought I'd not like I've not consciously thought like this is what I want to do for a job I've just always known like this is what I enjoy doing the most so and like as much as I can I'll try and incorporate it into my life if you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah. And, yeah and if that ends up like being a career then that's amazing but I've never I never really thought or expected it to be a career until it happened and what does it feel like I mean do you ever look around yourself and go hang on a minute this is kind of my job yeah <laughs> all the time literally all the time like I'm lucky enough to like I live in an area where there's like quite a few pro riders where we have a good crew and literally almost every time we go out riding someone will be like I can't believe we just get to do this or like you know, or like if 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 it's raining and someone's like, oh, it's raining, we're like, actually, you know, we can't really complain. <laughs> there could be a lot bigger problems going down. So, um, yeah, like I feel very grateful. 
And what was it that drew you to the kind of riding you do? Was there a, like ever a conscious decision or, you know, were you just not that interested in racing or did you try it and thought, think, actually, I, I just want to do what I'm doing more? Yeah, I, when, I, like, when I started riding at Woodhill for the first um, couple of years, I guess, I was really into doing jumps, even though I was a beginner and um, I was just like learning how to jump. That was always... <clears throat> what I enjoyed doing the most so I'd spend ages just on these drops trying to build up and like trying to get higher and higher and get more air and stuff um but then like naturally that just progressed into racing because um that was just the thing to do I guess like all my friends they started racing downhill um and I went to watch a couple of like New Zealand downhill national races um and I, I thought it was absolutely sick so I kind of just got hyped on that and then followed everyone into it and just started racing um but I was I never particularly felt like uh it was something that was suited to me that well I never I never felt like I had a good race head um and I never felt like I was kind of reaching my potential through it like I always felt like I struggled a little bit and I and I just like didn't work for me that well but I did enjoy like being at the races and hanging out with the riders and like doing practice day, all that kind of stuff. I absolutely loved it. But when it came to racing, um, I just never felt like I could perform the way I wanted to. Um, but I did that. You know, I raced for years. I raced um, World Cups for quite a few, I mean, not ages, but four or five years. I never did a full race season um, just because I lived in New Zealand and I couldn't afford to do like the whole thing. But um, I always did as much as I could and I absolutely loved coming overseas and riding so um, that kind of stuck with me and I and I stayed over one year I actually couldn't go back I couldn't afford to go back to New Zealand because I like spent all my money traveling around Europe for the season so I was stuck in the UK um, and I got a job at like a um, Rant World Cardiff which Madon hooked me up with because her dad owns it um, so I was kind of stuck in the UK over, over that winter and I just absolutely like fell in love with the UK um, and I've just been here ever since, really. And then um, the year after that, I, I kind of stopped racing and just decided to, because it was like financially, it's like very expensive to do a race season. Um, and then if you're, I felt like, I, like, because I was working full time and, and not, didn't feel like I, I could train enough to be at a level that I wanted to be at and stuff. Um, it just got a little bit frustrating. So I decided to take a year out. And then that's when I started just, you know, riding for fun, filming videos like kind of going back to my roots and and learning how to jump again and and kind of just doing like a higher level of what I used to do when I first started riding um and then that's where where the whole sort of media thing started off do you find that like when you were racing downhill because the priority was I guess speed and efficiency downhill did that mean that there was less time you know in, in your training and your own time to to play about and do the kind of things that you love to do the kind of skills that you like to hone like you're talking about the jumping and, and those kind of tricks yeah for sure like I didn't really um I didn't write I, I was so used to the right race mindset that I didn't really know what it felt like to you know every time I rode out I was kind of trying to ride for the purpose of doing better at the next race like I try and hit a section as fast as I could or like try and get to the top as far like trying to work on my which is cool working on your fitness is awesome I do love it but um, I kind of got a bit hung up in the whole race thing and I wasn't like taking enough time to enjoy stuff. Um, so yeah, when I stopped racing for the year, I, really, I was like, oh my God, like how, why have I not been doing this earlier? And I feel like I could progress so much more in, 
in that one year than I did in like four or five years of racing um just because I wasn't so like stressed about this one thing like just trying to be fast at the race so I think it, racing's awesome I absolutely love watching it but for certain mentalities like for myself for example I just don't think it's like that suited to me and I could keep trying to persevere and keep trying to do good at them but um at a certain point it just gets a bit frustrating what do you think that is what do you think it is about the race men- mindset that's different to for example the mindset you have for your free riding which you know for for a rider of my level is equally if not more terrifying to to contemplate doing I've been trying to actually I've been trying to figure this out over the last little while because I'm just like that, the whole um psycho I'm not very clued in with psychology, but it just like kind of fascinates me, you know, the, the way people deal with stuff mentally yeah, um, or like the process that people use. But um, I think like ju- it's just the whole performing like there and then that I'm not very good at. Like if we're, with a jump, you can do it a million times and just like work up, work your way up it. And, and like whenever you want, you can try and do a trick, but at a race, you have to do it good at that exact time. And you don't have another, like, you can't have a rerun if you could do it, if you don't do it well or anything. And, like, even though I didn't have any sponsors and I didn't have any outside pressure, just, like, my in, the pressure I had to put on myself, like, I have to do this run really good. Otherwise, like, that's it. I just couldn't deal with that very well. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I've just never really figured that out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, like, I mean... I was going to say like you, but obviously nowhere near like you because I've never rode to that level. But I, I just find, I love watching the racing and I have huge yeah. respect for racers, but I just can't, I just can't deal with the mental side of it at all or yeah. the skills or fitness yeah. side of it, but particularly the mental yeah. side of it. It's just, yeah, it's massive. And that's, yeah, that's why it's just, I have just like insane amounts of respect for people who can do it really well. Like I, Tani, who's a good friend of mine, I see like the process she goes through quite often and just like, blows my mind how does she do it yeah (laughs) it's really cool people watching your like your edits and your videos um like how do you get to the point where you can contemplate doing you know jumps of that size or or tricks of those scales without like without fear do you do you get fearful do you get nervous about doing them it's insane like i wish i could show the, like I, I try to show on Instagram like I show the process of me like crashing sometimes and, and stuff like that but it's there's so much kind of behind the scenes that goes that that goes on that you don't see on social media and or like like in videos which is again why people shouldn't be discouraged by social media because there's always like such a battle or like a way longer story behind it than than what it looks like um and I've actually like recently I've been speaking to someone who's pretty clued up with sports psychology just to like chat about the processes of of how people deal with stuff because I have like I have massive amounts of fear and like often it, it like even it just it just cripples me like it will go and it will be in such go in such like a reverse order to what you'd expect you know like you'll do a jump it's all right then you want to do a trick even though you've done the trick a million times just you haven't done it on that exact jump and even though you know you can do it just I don't know what it is on that day or something your the my fear is just like through the roof and I just cannot bring myself to do it or or like I'll do the jump a little bit sketchy one time and then I'll be so scared of crashing because I'll I've already got the feeling of what it feels like to get a little bit loose that I just can't go through with it so there's massive there's it happens like quite often and it's really really frustrating but I think if you 
there's like ways to deal with it but I think like fear has to be respected in, in a lot of ways because sometimes if you know you can do something and there's fear you can work past it um, but sometimes it's there to like sort of remind us to play it safe a little bit you know not to like break the boundaries too much or like push the limits way way outside of our skill set or something so I think it's a hard one like you have to respect it but you also have to know when it's telling when it's just being ridiculous you know how, how like, good are you at finding that line or are you still finding it for yourself I haven't been good like for the last year honestly I've been struggling really hard with it and it's been kind of like stopping I feel like it stopped my progression um in a lot like a lot of times anyway um or it's like slowed down my progression a lot with like just unnecessarily like it would just creep in I'm like oh no it's here again and like I can't do anything I'm so scared but um I've been like I've, lately I've kind of like I've kind of just always pushed it away and be like oh it's just you know I've just had a bad day or whatever yeah um but I'm at, like I'm I'm kind of like learning more about it now and like I guess re- researching it a little bit more and seeing how athletes or like sports people actually deal with that kind of thing because it is very real and it happens to everyone I think um, but I feel like I don't want to categorize people, but I do feel like as women, we it is harder. Well, for me anyway, watching me compared to other guys I ride with, there's it's very very different how we go like the process we go through when we're really scared or like a lot of the time my my guy friends they'll be so scared to do something and they'll be like, oh my god, I'm so scared, I'm just gonna do it right now and get it over with whereas I'm the complete opposite oh my god I'm so scared I don't want to do it and I'll just spend hours and hours running up to it or like it's just like the complete opposite of how they'd do it so yeah I guess you're like learning learning how to deal with your own sort of fear and and but also knowing when it's like telling you to maybe tone it down a little bit well do you have any strategies that you've you've developed for yourself for for when you're in that position to try and you know, if you think it's a good thing to do and you're just, you know, it's just your fear holding you back. Have you got any strategies yeah. for getting over that? Um, I'm still kind of learning, like, what works best for me. But I find, like, talking to yourself positively definitely has, like, a good impact on that. Because like, for a while I was, for some reason I thought if I talk, if I talk to myself in a negative way, um, it would make, you know, if I was like, oh, come on, like, just get get it done, get over it, that sort of thing. I was like, oh, that will make me just go for it. But I didn't at all. Yeah, when you're like, oh, I can do it. Like, it's going to be sweet and all that kind of stuff. I think it definitely just, like, sets a way better vibe and, and gets you in a better headspace for going ahead with it. So that's, what I've, that's like, the, the biggest thing I've found lately is, like, positive thoughts um, are a massive help. Even though it might sound, like, at first I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sounding so cringe and stuff like that. But it really does, it really does help, I think. I remember reading ages ago, and this might be completely out of date and disproved psychology, um, that, um, and again, it's a generalisation, so not all women are like this, not all men are like this, Mm. that guys, when they're faced with something like that, tend to focus on how wonderful the outcome will be when they succeed. Like, Mm. yeah, it's going to be great, I'm going to feel amazing, I'm going to land this, it's going to be so good. And that women tend to focus on the negative consequences or the consequences of what will happen if it goes wrong. So like, oh my God, if I crash this, I'm going to like break myself. Yeah, that's so interesting because that is literally exactly what I've like felt, like I guess what I've seen like lately when I've just like looked at the differences between how we deal with stuff. Well, like personally, that's how I've dealt with stuff versus how they have. Like 
my boyfriend will always tell me, oh, just imagine what it will feel like to, to ride away from it. I'm like, I can't, there's so much involved. Oh my God, like there's so much danger before that point. <laughs> this is reassuring oh, yeah. though for me because I have... Oh, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing jumps anything like your size or indeed jumps at all. But like when you're faced with something, I, I'm quite often yeah. like, oh God, I just, I don't tend to do anything until I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to do it yeah. without yeah. doing something stupid. Yeah. That I think in a way, like, it is a good thing, though, because um, it might, you know, just be better. You might not get injured as often or you might not get scared as often or you might, like, you know, you might not do something and get really sketchy and then be put off by it and stuff. Like, I'll often just wait till I feel super calculated to do something. Um, and then it, it can be a good thing. But, yeah, dealing with fear is a hard one, definitely. And I'm, I'm like, a massive students still trying to learn how to how to deal with it <laughs> oh, excellent if you get any more tips and, and ideas on how to conquer it we definitely want to hear about what for sure <laughs> for sure like I, I love talking to people who are like clued up about like psychology and stuff because it's so interesting um so yeah if I have anything I'll let you know <laughs> brilliant brilliant so going back to um like your riding and, and where you love to ride um I mean you you grew up in what a lot of riders in the UK would like viewers like the hallowed land of New Zealand where the sun always shines I know that's not true and there's <laughs> yeah. amazing riding um and you've moved to the UK um where we also have some pretty good riding what prompted the move and do you have uh, you know particular locations in either country that you are madly in love with for riding I honestly I haven't been to New Zealand for so long that I, I can't compare the two really because I haven't been an experience all the new stuff that's there or like when last time I was there or I did go there for a couple of weeks but I didn't get to travel or anything um a couple of years ago but last time I was there properly I was a racer and I wasn't riding like how I ride now um and I like when I if I go there now I'll probably ride quite a few different things that I wouldn't have hit before or like that kind of thing but um I absolutely I'm from Nelson in New Zealand which is an awesome place and I always you know I, I don't think you can go wrong with that place it's awesome it's like smaller the scene is smaller than in Queenstown and Rotorua like the classic places where everyone goes but I think the riding is just as good if not better um and like less populated and stuff so the trails are just sick um but and, and over here I, I live in Wales and I find it in a lot of ways I find it kind of similar like yeah. the landscape reminds me a lot of home and the people are like super nice and chilled out and stuff. Um, and I love riding in Wales is my favorite. Um, around where I live right now is Revolution Bike Park has got to be my favorite. Um, and those guys have done loads to help me out in my career. So yeah, I'm super grateful to have like the opportunity to hang out there and ride there quite often. And we're definitely going to talk about that in just a sec. But it's obviously good to know that for anyone in the UK, because obviously we're not going to be travelling to New Zealand for quite a while yet, you don't need to go to New Zealand. You can just go to Wales. It's different, but it's just as good in its own way. So Yeah, I yeah. love I love the riding in Wales. I love the rockiness. Yeah. Oh, I love rocky tracks. They <laughs> no are way. my favourite. No way. Yeah, I love, I love technical rocky stuff. Slow, nice. slow speed technical rocky stuff is my I like thing. I actually. There's loads there, isn't there, in Wales? Enjoying the Spindrift podcast? If you like what you're listening to and want to show your support, then pop over to Patreon. 
you can help us share more amazing stories and become part of the Spindrift community. And now, back to the podcast. So let's go on to Revolution Bike Park. And obviously we have to talk about vision and the vision line. Um, how did that come about? Um, a couple of years ago, I did, I, I like me and Eddie, actually when I first got on Adidas and 510, we chatted about a few project ideas for videos. Um, and then vision, like a really small version of vision was what one of our ideas that we came up with and the one that stuck the most and the one that I was the most stoked on and the, the people from Adidas were most stoked on as well. Um, originally it was just going to be like me building a few jumps in a, in a field somewhere in Wales. Um, but it all kind of escalated from there and, and kind of all blew up into a bigger production, I guess, than what I was expecting. Um, and then the, the end section was, um, a line that would kind of, I've kind of worked on with the guys from revs, um, to design a like a really cool jump line called vision line. Um, that I got a load of riders to come in from all over the UK and a couple from overseas as well, actually. Um, and we all had a big session on it and filmed it. And then, then it was open to the bike park and everyone gets to ride it now. Well, not right now, but when it's open again, or like in the past when it's been open, everyone can ride the line whenever they want. So it's really cool to still have it there and see people like shredding on it every time they go to revs. Uh, what, um, so when did you get into to the building side of things as well? Because it does go very much hand in hand with, with the kind of riding that you do, is, is crafting the jumps that you use. How did you get into that or learn about it? Or is it something you've always done? Um, I'm, ever since I started riding when I was super, like, 14 around then, I, I've always, we had, like, a little piece of land and, well, like, a little bit of um, woodland where we lived in New Zealand, Um and me and my brother would just go and dig like the worst trails of all time. But um, I've always like, I've always kind of enjoyed it. I've never felt like I, I really knew enough to build like really good trails. Um, but I've always done it here and there, um, depending on where I live and like if um, if there's spots to dig around. Um, and I moved to South Wales a couple of years ago, two and a half years ago maybe. Um, and that's when I, I kind of got into it more because there was so much freedom to build around there. And so many awesome spots um, and so many, like, awesome people that wanted to come out and help. So that's where I really got into it. And it's just such as like, a satisfying thing building something and then being able to ride your own creation. Um, and even, like, the process of um, building it and then riding it and being like, oh, that needs tweaking, going back and, like, perfecting it. It's just, like, so satisfying to, like, finally get it right and then have a big session on it. So, yeah, ever since then, I've kind of been um, digging quite a lot and, picking up more and more experience from awesome people like James from Revs who's he's taught me a lot about techniques and stuff so yeah I'm pretty stoked I love it it's it's almost up there like it's up there with riding for sure and enjoyment levels for me and so with something like the vision line like how do you how do you even start with that because you've got like a whole mountainside do you plan something out in your head? Do you look at like where the terrain is and go, oh, we could do something here and here? Or do you sketch it out? How do you, you know, how do you come up with the idea and then turn it into reality? Um, with Vision Line, actually, because I lived down south and we were like off filming the movie all over, I didn't actually dig, do any digging on the line. It was all James and the guys from Revs who did the digging there. I would have loved to be in a part, but they absolutely smashed it. Um, and they... 
they actually they were already starting to build a jump line there. Um, and I think James had been eyeing it up for ages, just this spot. He's he's he'd always said like, oh, this is going to be like the perfect spot for a jump line. And then they finally had time to do it. And they were already they already had the idea to build a jump line. And we kind of came in and asked about if we could do a project with them. And then it was kind of just the perfect collab, I guess. And they were like, oh, we'll use that spot then. And it all worked perfect. And it's such a good spot for it. I'm still kind of trying to um, learn how you go about um, building certain features like in certain places. But a lot of the time I found they're kind of, the land speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, so you'll it will almost like if I, sometimes I'll go scouting on some land and there'll be, there'll just be a spot that you come across and you're like, oh my God, that's like already pretty much a hip. And you just have to like, do a few bits like put a land i mean put like a um lip in and then like cut the lander down a bit and you've got a, a perfect jump so but in terms of that i'm still pretty i'm a pretty big novice with figuring out what's best i i built a um like kind of little dirt jump spot over lockdown this year um and when i found the land i was super stoked um the farmers rented it to me and uh i hit up james like oh do you want would you be get, like keen to come in uh with your digger and digs himself he was like oh yeah sick and when I saw it I thought oh maybe we could have like a couple like one or two jumps there just like nice big ones and when he came in he said oh my god we could build like a whole jump line here like that goes kind of like a circle you know like goes down comes back on itself and starts again I was like you know I would never have thought that <laughs> so I'm like pretty clueless still when it comes to that and it's just cool watching the guys that are, that are experts seeing um how they look at stuff and trying to like gain knowledge from them, I guess. It's a whole other kind of art and science, isn't it? To just yeah. building trails yeah. of any kind, and particularly jumps, and just knowing how a rider is going to move over that, move over that terrain, and and you mm. know what angle it's going to launch people off at, and you know <laughs> yeah. how far people are likely to be able to go before they need to land and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Like, yeah, I, I really want to talk to some more trail builders as well. Honestly, trail bit like. I, they do get credit i know but i i couldn't like trail builders are the most underrated people in the industry i think and they deserve like so much more recognition than they get they're literally like literal doctors at what they do like they just they yeah it's unreal to see them operate is just like mind mind-blowing it's awesome i always love how beautiful like new jumps look like the surface and the crafting on them it's like oh man sculptural yeah. just really beautiful <laughs> to look at oh it's so satisfying isn't it i love it um, so back to, to Vision then, I mean, we, we've talked before about how, how it felt to have that crew of riders, some amazing riders riding down with you all together. And it's such an awesome video section as well. And it's, it's really nice as well because, you know, there's a, there's a mix of, of riders, a mix of genders as well. So you've got guys and girls all riding together um, on that kind of section where that maybe hasn't been the case so much in videos before what what did it feel like when you were there all together like having a great time on this line um it was just the best because like all the riders that came uh, they're all massive inspirations to me in in different ways I guess um and I just was kind of like trying to soak it all in kind of mind blown at the same time that everyone actually turned up and was like we were all just riding together <laughs> um so it was awesome and I think because like there aren't too many sort of female-led mountain bike films out there there aren't and there aren't often girls involved in in like big projects so um it was cool to be able to get and you know even though it was female this one was female-led I didn't want it to just be women there because 
the reality is like a huge part of my writing career has been um there's like being guys around the whole time pushing me like teaching me stuff um as well as girls so I just wanted to show that like you know everyone can ride together and all have just as much of a good time and it doesn't there doesn't have to be any like exclusion or anything like that going on well talking of female-led projects and one that's been really exciting although obviously the current situation has put everything on pause for a bit is Red Bull Formation um how did you get involved in that and actually can you just describe like for anyone who hasn't hasn't encountered it yet what formation is I guess is is an okay term because it it was an event but it's there's gonna be more yeah like well obviously like last year we couldn't um have another session in Utah but um there definitely will be more in the future so um but yeah it was it was I guess like a, a female free ride session in Utah where like a bunch of us um I think there were six of us all female riders um we're just out there kind of like experiencing the desert <clears throat> getting to know like getting to learn how to ride it um and then we ended up building um a load of stuff out there and with we actually we had um dig crews with us so some of us had like a mix of guys and girls some of us just had a, um, a couple of guy friends with us um helping us dig some lines and we went to the 2015 red bull rampage site and kind of used like um the hill that had already been used and there were still some old features in there so we like kind of added bits bits of the lines and just had a really good session out there and kind of just I guess got to grips with the desert and saw the scale of how gnarly rampage really is in real life what does it look like when you get there because I mean whenever you look at anything on the television it's never quite the same as when you're like actually there like world cup tracks look steep on telly and then you get there and you're like oh my god how the hell does anyone ride down this And that's Rampage so, looks mad on the telly. So what was it like when you're yeah, like, Big that's Red Bull? It, yeah. That's so true about everything. Like everything looks way more mellow on camera, but I've never seen anything that looks so different in real life. Like the that ra- the Rampage stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> like absolutely insane. Um, so it was like super humbling to go out there and just even just see what was there, let alone ride it. Um, obviously, no, we just rode um a little part of it and we didn't have um we had I don't know how many days we had riding in the end maybe three um so yeah we had we had like quite a bit of time digging or like maybe a week digging a bit less than that four days digging and like three days riding I'd say so yeah it was an awesome trip and um just like a really good taste of what it is what it's like out there Mm. um and hopefully and it was the first ever formation so they like we started off small and kind of just like to see what the what it would be like and we had like a load of talks every evening about how we could develop it into something in the coming years and stuff like that so it was very much sort of a little not an experiment but just like a a nice start to like what will hopefully expand into something cool so expanding sort of the women's free ride scene and there are some like amazing riders like yourself out there um do you feel that they're are many opportunities for female free riders to, I guess, to like push themselves in, in, is a competitive environment the right word for it? Or like to, you know, to push themselves and see, yeah, and get coverage for what they do as well, like, you know, all together in the same way that there are events like Red Bull Rampage for the guys and yeah. other things like that. It's getting, it's getting better for sure. Um, like there's definitely, since I started, um, or actually since I, 
got picked up by Marin, which was like four years ago, I think. Um, I ha- it does. Gr- like, I have seen it grow every year, and there's more and more women getting supported for it. But it's such a new thing, and I think companies are sort of finally catching on to how valuable it is to have like a female free rider or like that kind of rider um, on board. And yeah, it's getting there. There's def- definitely like there's a huge gap still in the support that we get, or or like the amount of awesome women out there that should be getting best better support than they are getting but it's it's getting better i think so we are on the right track <laughs> just gotta keep like yeah and so when you were in out in utah how how did it feel like sort of putting together a line and then riding it like were you did it did it feel different to the riding you normally do does it does the fact oh. that you were in that environment change how you ride um it was like nothing I've ever ridden before like I, I basically fe- felt like I had to go all the way back to when I was a beginner and like relearn how to ride wow. a bike again the, the terrain was so so different and um just like the side like it's just so vast out there like you're just on a like and on the edge of a cliff riding down a massive drop um, there's nothing like that in the UK <laughs> like literally nothing so it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and it, you definitely have to change I had to change my riding up a lot and um, kind of like just ease into it a little bit and learn how to ride it because it is very different. Were there any particularly like memorable moments, good or bad, from it? Like any points where you're like, oh my god, or any ones where you're like, yeah, this is, you know, you've had an epiphany about your riding. I think mainly just it was just a, it's such a one-off thing. Like I'd never been in an environment before where there was all like we were all together as like women. Um, all digging which is like I've never ever been a part of anything where like there's loads of girls digging in one spot before um, and loads I know like most of those girls from different parts like from back from when I was racing or like currently um, who I know from like doing free ride so it was really cool to like get them all together and kind of just like work together and not compete against each other that was my main it's like standout thing for me which I really enjoyed and I hope it like kind of continues in that direction because it's like we're a pretty small part of the sport I think like women free riders so if we work together and to grow the sport I think that's a sick way to go about it was there a lot of sort of sharing of advice and experience while you were there yeah yeah exactly like some of us um some of us had been there before like I'd been to Utah before but I'd never ridden my bike so I, I knew what it looked like but I'd never actually ridden it um, and then the, another Hannah who'd been there a couple of times, so she was like pretty comfortable on the terrain. Others had never been there or ridden there. So it was just like, a, yeah, a big variety of people. But I think everyone, pretty much all of us were like kind of learning a lot while we were going along. So it was awesome. And so if we've got sort of budding free riders um, here in, in the UK or or elsewhere for that matter, um, obviously, we're probably not going to be launching into um, into Utah straight away. But what would be your advice for people who who want to get into it or are interested in like getting better at, at jumps and and that kind of those kind of skills? I think like we've got a really really good setup here in the UK for that. It's it's different. Like the I guess the free ride aspect is it's got its own little spin on it in the UK. Like over there, it's like big mountain free ride, like hiking up huge mountains and like sending off massive cliffs and stuff. But we've got some 
of like the best jumps I've ridden in my life are in the UK. Um, and there's like all kinds of shapes and sizes, different like you know straight jumps, hips, everything. There's awesome bike parks everywhere. Um, so I think like there's no reason why we can't progress just as well and like be just as good at, at like free ride. It's just got its own little sort of like UK style to it, which is awesome as well. Like you- yeah. Do you have a particular like type of jump or like signature trick that you like to do or something that you want to do that you haven't quite mastered yet? Um, I mean, I like all, all kinds of jumps are sick. Ones that have like big lips on them where you that like send you straight up into the air are my favourite. And um, my favourite trick is probably a tuck no hander. I just really like the feeling of them. And um, I feel like that's one of my like, I guess that's what I'm most, one of my most comfortable tricks as well. So I make it like, it feels really nice when I do it rather than, Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's a couple of tricks that I'd love to learn, but I'm not stressing about them too much. Like um, I'll just see if I can learn them or not. I, I did a couple of years ago. I really wanted to learn a backflip and I put some time in and, and eventually did one like a year, like, no, two years ago. So I was pretty stoked with that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but um, I'm not too bothered about doing another cause it was pretty sketch and I'm not very I'm not the kind of person like I've never flipped and you know I've never flipped into water before like being a person who can flip on a trampoline so it was this big struggle yeah <laughs> and I, I think... had some pretty plans but um yeah there's a couple of tricks I'd like to mostly just get like my shapes better so like be able to do bigger wits and like feel like I'm a little bit steezier in the air that would be my main goal I think is Steezy something like that, that's something I've always wondered? Like, it, how much of, of like how you look as a rider is just your like your own signature style, and how much of it can you kind of tweak and work on? I guess you can work on your own style a lot as well. Like, I remember this is like extreme, but when I was when I first got into riding, I was just riding along like normally, like how you would like this. Um, and my brother said, "Oh, try and like bending your elbows out." and I remember like doing it and being like, oh my God, this feels so steezy. So then I, every time I rode, went out and rode my bike, I kind of like reminded myself to like lift my elbows up a bit. And then eventually it w- became like a habit. And I was like, yes, I'm naturally feeling steezy now. But like, if you, I guess, yeah, if you want to like, like if you want to look different when you're doing a jump or like, you know, get a different style of whip going, you can definitely work on it and change that up depending on, depending on, on what you or you can have like all sorts like my brother he's got like 10 different styles of whips that he does <laughs> I don't even understand but <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> excellent get your own trick catalogue with your own little sort of set of images to go with so you can go oh, I'm gonna do this one today yeah your little sign- signature moves <laughs> um so you've had you've been doing some filming recently um can you tell us a little bit about what that project is and when we get to see the results um, yeah, so I've been working on an X Games real MTB part, which is like the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I've been I've been watching X Games real video like video contest video parts, I guess, for years. Um, like skate ones and BMX. I mean, yeah, skate BMX mo- mainly moto because they blow my mind. <clears throat> um, and I've always kind of wondered, like, I wonder if there'll ever be a real mountain bike. Um, and then the guys from that organizer all hit me up in september i thought it was a spam email there's like an email that said oh x games something something i was like okay whatever <laughs> i didn't even open it and then oh, my no. junk me. and then the next day i opened it and i was like 
what? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was just absolutely mind blown. And I, I just can't, I'm, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. Um, obviously, I'm up, like, there's five of the most amazing male riders, um, and then there's me. So, I'm just pretty mind blown. <laughs> and I'm trying, we've, we've had some struggles. Like, it, it's been, we've had, um, like, four and a half ish months to get it all done. Um, most of that time we've been building um, and struggling along, along a little bit because it, it's been pretty wintry out there. Um, mm. so a lot of the builds have had to be redone and stuff, um, and we've had to time things out really well with the weather. But I'm pretty stoked with with uh, what we've got so far, and um, I just can't wait to see everyone's parts when they come out. It's, it all comes out in April sometime, um, but I'm not sh- exactly sure of the date. But um, I'll I'll give it a share and stuff when I know. But yeah, I'm really I'm just really excited to be a part of it. Excellent, and we can't wait to see to see all of it, obviously, but particularly your section, Vero. That's gonna be that's gonna be the best bit, I reckon. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and just before we finish up, then, like, so you've you, I mean, you yourself are like an, an incredible rider, and you've ridden with a lot of incredible riders as well, both through racing and and through your free riding. Are there any riders out there that you look at and you're like, oh, I'd love to have like a bit of their style, or I'd love to ride with them? Ooh. Hmm. There's like just a crazy amount of stylish riders. The well, they always have been, but I think like with social media now, you just see so much more of it, and you're like, oh my god, how are there this many sick riders everywhere? Um, I, I couldn't really put a finger on like anyone in particular, but honestly, like the guys I ride with almost every day are my biggest inspiration, and the girl, Tani. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in our crew, uh, all like everyone just inspires me massively with it with different styles like you'll have my brother who's got his own awesome style and Cade and Chaos who are both absolutely ridiculous riders but they've both got like very distinctive different ways they do stuff in different styles um I'm just like kind of constantly inspired when I go out with all of those guys so um I guess them (laughs) like I already ride with them all the time but I get to see it all firsthand and it's even it's even more sick than it looks on like an Instagram or Instagram or like on your phone screen to just watch it go down in real life all the time. <laughs> it's yeah, so just, cool. Oh, awesome. Um, and when you like, because of you self film quite a lot and you've, you're doing filming for various segments, do you find that, does that add an element of pressure at all for your, for your riding or are you pretty, pretty chilled about the whole thing? Um, actually like over, like I mentioned before, um, I got to a point like a few months ago where I was getting weirdly str- like stressed out and um kind of getting more scared of things than I should have been, mm. more like things that I've done before. And I think I was just kind of I definitely was putting a lot of pressure on myself. Like if I had a big I had a big video out coming out and I've got all these things that I'd love to do for it. Um, and then sometimes for whatever reason I won't be able to do the trick or it will be too rainy and I won't get it done on time and all that kind of stuff. I was kind of like similar to back when I was racing when I was like putting so much pressure on myself and not performing like there and then um but that's why I've been kind of researching into the psychology aspect of it a little bit more to try and sort of like learn how you are get that and I guess like as I my career progresses like oh like being an excellent oh my god I have to like I have to do all this gnarly stuff like oh my god like you know like what am I gonna do and stuff <laughs> um, that kind of thing is like sort of brought like it, it brought like a little bit of um pressure I put pressure on myself just yeah. by like what it was but um yeah I've definitely I, I feel like I've learned a lot 
it's been like it ha- it was hard at times but i've learned so much from it that i kind of almost feel grateful that um i put all that pressure on myself so i've learned how to deal with it sort of thing so it was like a good thing in the end <laughs> so it's positive pos- yeah i suppose like a positive element to the to the to the stress as well as like yeah the stressful yeah. element of the stress yeah yeah so. But it's such a fun job and like it's the most amazing like thing to do every day but um so I just sometimes you just get so caught up in it and so I'm like I'm such a stubborn person I always think I have to do this thing if, I, mm. if I've like told myself I'm gonna do it um sometimes I just have to take take a step back and be like actually this is sick like what am I even stressing yeah. about you know <laughs> do you find the pressure as well from like the social media side of things like maybe not just like from you know the need to like post good content all the time but also seeing what everyone else is doing people can get wrapped up up in that pretty bad but I don't really like social media to me is just like a fun thing that I've always enjoyed doing um so I don't really let it stress me out too much like in in terms of seeing what other people are doing and I, I never really get that thing where I'm like oh my god like I wish I could do that or something um it's more like inspiring to me the people I follow if I see them doing like cool stuff, I'd be like, oh my God, I want to go out and practice it. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so in terms of that, it doesn't stress me out too much, but um, like the negativity that I see on there sometimes gets to me a little bit, um, you know, like if people, they're just like random horrible people on there every now and then that pop up and say some things and you're like, first you're like, oh my God, why? And then you think about it, and you're like, oh, actually there's probably something stressing them out in life for them to be doing, you know, for them to be, taking it out on a random person on social media yeah so then like i kind of feel sorry for, for them in the end that's very philosophical and very charitable and much much more charitable than i feel sometimes to some of the <laughs> comments that i see online i get like yeah. why did you say that but i, I know it's it. crazy i like i do get riled up but then i i always like take a step back and i'm like okay actually these people are just cooked it's fine like just leave them alone because a lot i have learn from experience as well if you reply to like negative comments that's what that's what people want isn't it they want you to reply and then mm. they want to like have an argument with you and i just can't be bothered with that stuff <laughs> life is too short for that kind exactly. of thing <laughs> exactly um and just we can't we can't finish off without um talking about your new bikes and your um your sponsorship tell us about your new rides yeah so i'm riding for santa cruz bicycles um which I'm super hyped on. It's kind of been like a childhood dream to ride. For, it's always been that brand route that I'm like, oh my God, they're such a cool brand. And they do so much awesome stuff um, for the industry, I guess. Um, so I just feel, yeah, I feel absolutely stoked to be working with them now. Um, and I can't wait. Yeah, they're like, we've already been talking about like some project ideas and stuff. And Ooh. they seem kind of super on the same page as me with stuff like that. So I, I can't wait to get working on some stuff and see what I come up with what bikes are you riding um at the moment I have a v10 so like a downhill bike and a 5010 um, which is like a small small trail bike um and they're absolutely awesome that's what I filmed my x games power on as well so um it's kind of like the perfect combo but I'm pretty excited to get a jump bike at some point and yeah try it out at my um dirt jump spot that I built and have you got any, uh, just to finish up, have you, what are your plans for 2021? As much as anyone can have any plans for 2021 or or beyond, what what kind of things do you want to achieve or do or places you want to ride? I have a pretty busy year lined up for this year, even though like it, do, it doesn't involve travelling really, which is 
cool because I think if you plan for that this year, then you might get disappointed. <laughs> so um, I've got some pretty cool projects coming up around home, which um, hopefully will go down. We'll just see what happens with the lockdown and stuff. But um, yeah, where I live in Wales is just the opportunity to do so much cool stuff um, and so many awesome people like trail builders and landowners and stuff that are on board with um, supporting mountain biking. So pretty pretty keen to work on some stuff and see what we can come up with excellent so watch this space or watch your instagram account one more thing though is the charity could you tell us what your chosen charity is um why it's important to you and why you'd like us to support it um so the charity that i feel really connected to is called nurture nature um it's a charity which is set up by my boyfriend's mum who's just like the most amazing positive person i've ever met um she struggles with a variety of different um chronic illnesses um and she's been fighting them for years probably i don't actually know almost 15 years i say i'd say um she was a doctor before she became ill so she's like very clued in with um helping people already um and then after this has happened to her she's set up a charity called nurture nature which is um she's got a, an amazing like massive property um which is they've like built it into like an amazing kind of like therapeutic garden I guess and it's kind of set up to help people with disabilities or mental mental illness um and like palliative care just through like being in nature and like working in the garden um and like just getting in touch with all that stuff which I think is really important when there's like so much you know technology and stuff around these days especially with mental illness I think it's like so important that we get outside every now and then and like really get into nature and experience like it is therapeutic even if you don't have like anything that you need healing yeah I think it's just such a cool thing that she's doing and even though she's like struggling with such heavy illnesses she's still kind of giving back to the community so big respect very thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you yeah you too thanks for listening to the Spindrift podcast I hope you enjoyed it my guest this episode was Very Sandler and as ever I'll share all the links on the Spindrift Podcast website and social media channels. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and pop over to Instagram to share your thoughts at spindrift underscore podcast. Thanks for joining in, happy riding and see you next time.